Welcome to Highly Sensitive, Happily Married, the podcast that teaches you to not only have an easier marriage as a sensitive woman, but to have one that feels more amazing by the day, where you'll hear relatable stories, love advice that works, and coaching on how to have a marriage where feeling upset and disconnected is a thing of the past, and where instead, a sense of loving connection and even fun and lightness is the norm. I'm Hannah Brooks, highly sensitive person, love expert, and marriage coach, and I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Hello and welcome, my friends, to episode 21. Today is actually the second in a little three-part series that I'm calling From Flaw Sight to Love Sight, and If you missed last week's episode, I highly recommend you go check that out. Um, I will refer back to that at the end of this episode. So by all means, feel free to listen to this one first. Um, And when I talk a little bit about it at the end, you'll know if you need to or want to go back and listen to that one. I kind of think of it as a foundation or the first stepping stone towards uh, what we're going to be talking about today. So today we're going to be kind of moving into tier two, whereas last week was tier one on um, really what I'm calling using love sight. So let me back up a little. What determines whether we as women feel satisfied with the romance and the passion and the sex and the connection in our marriages is by 70% how good our friendship with our partner is. And this is true for men too, which is good news. Contrary to what we may have been told, it's true for men too. Friendship is like the foundation of a great relationship for all of us. So of course, there's so much to having that friendship and keeping that friendship and deepening that friendship. And a really big part of this friendship is feeling fondness towards your partner, right? Like actually liking this person. (laughs) Um, So let's think about today as, to use one of my lovely metaphors, as uh, like tilling the field and planting some great new seeds for that fondness of our partner, for that friendship, for really liking and loving him, right? And then what we're going to be doing next in the next episode, I'll be teaching you, um, will help you help those seeds kind of grow big and strong and blossom and actually yield some fruit, right? So that we can ultimately reap the harvest of feeling way more love and intimacy and even passion. Um, And even of our partner, like showing up more how we want him to, which I will tell you about next time. So stay tuned for that. So for today, once again, as you may have gathered from last week's episode, I sh- when I shared about the, the two men in my life, this all really requires intentionality, making intentional choices about how we relate to and think about our partner. Right? Feeling fondness and appreciation and even feeling love for our partner isn't actually something that we're just passively overcome by, overcome with, 
<laughs> in long-term relationships. It doesn't just like um, suddenly strike us, right? Like we're just sitting there and, and true love bops us on our head over and over and over, right? It doesn't really happen like that. I mean, it actually kind of feels like it happens like that at first, but in a lasting long-term relationship, feeling fondness and appreciation and love for our partner is something that we practice. My husband is the lucky recipient of my practice of loving. And actually, I'm the lucky recipient of my practice of loving him. I consciously cultivate my love for my husband every single day on purpose. That that guy that I told you I adore, that one I'm married to that I talked about last time, <laughs> I choose to see my husband as that, as that good man that I adore. Right? I choose to see him as this great human in my life. So lasting, like juicy love is built on seeing that your partner is good, seeing him as respect and love worthy, seeing him as precious. And this doesn't mean that he needs to do all the right things and meet all your desires, right? That's not what I'm talking about. It's way more about you taking off those, those puke-colored glasses that I like to talk about, of those glasses of flossite, right? That, that we, I talked about last time, so go back again and listen to that episode if you missed it all about what flossite is. Um, but yeah, it's about taking off those glasses and putting on your love sight glasses. So how, right? How do we put on these love sight glasses? I'm going to be sharing some of those specifics today <laughs> and helping you learn to do that. So for me, what it looks like to do that is I consciously choose to think thoughts about my husband as simple as, I love this man. Like, what a sweet thing to say, right? Like my brain's, I'm consciously having my brain kind of make positive commentary on what he's doing, how he's being, um, things like, what a great dad. And like, he's got the sexiest eyes, right? Oh, I love that twinkle in his eyes. I talk about that before. That's one of the things I love so much about my husband. Um, and, and doing this, consciously choosing to look for and um, focus on what I really like about him, those things fuel my feelings of love for him, of appreciation for him. This is love sight, right? And seeing him through these eyes of love sight um, really makes it easy obviously, to feel good about him and even to love him more, to show my love with my actions, right? Like kissing him or giving a shoulder rub or just naturally like saying things that are, um, you know, that are positive to him and that I, words like things that I know he'll love hearing, right? And what I get in return from that is reciprocation, Right? More love and positivity back. This is what I've talked about um, in the episode Leading Love. I think it's episode five. Um, this is huge. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend that as well. Um, so, and I'm not actually in this episode today, I'm not actually necessarily encouraging you to take any action on um, 
being quote unquote more loving right now. I just want you to start to uh, put on those love sight glasses, right? Start using love sight on purpose so you can feel better about this person you've chosen to spend your life with. All right. So I want to be really clear that one of the things that can kind of pop up in our human brain one of the objections that i hear to this sometimes is like oh this is kind of fake right and just like pretending or i'm being pollyanna positive okay that is not what this is <laughs> this is not papering over problems or or our dislike things that we don't like and it's not trying to brainwash ourselves with untruths with lies right it's not about faking the thing about how our brains actually scientifically work is that what we focus on grows stronger. Like we literally actually develop more neural structure that like that's dedicated to whatever it is we focus on. Just like with like muscles in our body, right? If we're lifting weights for our biceps, those muscles are going to grow stronger. Same with our brains. It's not muscle. It's a different structure for a physiological process, but it literally strengthens certain parts of our brain depending where we're putting our focus. And so then it starts to feel like what we've been focusing on is really real, that it is like the actual truth of, of reality. So like if, for example, if we focus on what's wrong, like on his, on our partner's shortcomings, like all the ways maybe like he's lazy or irresponsible, right? That will feel really real to us. We'll experience that as the truth of, yeah, as the truth. Um, on the other hand, if we focus on what's good in him, how he is motivated and responsible, for example, that's what we're going to actually experience as real. That's what we're going to see and um, notice, right? Because we've literally been building up more neural structure to be able to actually perceive that, <laughs> to be able to see that, right? So we'll see him being responsible. We might notice when he's paying the bills or bringing out the trash. We'll actually see that stuff. So like we've talked about before, since our minds tend towards the negative, naturally, um, <laughs> Rick Hansen, who's one of my favorite teachers, uh, um, says one of his famous sayings is the brain is Velcro, Velcro for the bad and Teflon for the good. <laughs> this is such a perfect metaphor. So meaning it naturally kinds of kind of cheats us from seeing what's actually good. <laughs> it loves to stick to the negative, right? And so the thing is, we need to support it consciously in seeing the good, right? So this isn't faking anything. It's actually evening out the score because the brain is already biased. <laughs> it's already choosing, not on purpose, but it's choosing to miss seeing the good that's actually there, right? So we can support it to start seeing the good that's actually there, not something that we're making up that's not true, <laughs> right? So I like to think of this as putting on rose-colored glasses. That's how I've, I've talked about it before. But really, the truth of this is it's more like putting on clear glasses, seeing what actually is already truly there, seeing what we like that is there, right? Not painting a fake rosy picture. 
Because again, like I guarantee you, there are things that you're missing, seeing that you're just like missing, you're, you're totally overlooking, that's the word I'm looking for, that you can love in your man. There's lots of them, I can guarantee it. So when we aren't loving our partner, when we aren't seeing the things that we love, this can mean, this does usually mean that we've just got to take our own metaphoric hand, like the hand of our own mind or our hand of our own brain, right? And walk it gently out of flossite and into love sight, into a more loving way of seeing and ultimately feeling about our partner right? We literally can walk ourselves back in this way towards feeling real connection, real admiration, and and ultimately having more of the love that we want in our partnership. So last week, we took a baby step out of hardening towards our partner, right? Flossite really tends to lead us into this hard, harder place, like this hardening of our hearts, right? And today we're taking another step or, or three towards more like from that like place of understanding and softness towards our partner, towards really feeling more love and uh, fondness for him. And it's a really super essential and powerful step if you actually do it. Right? And, and keep doing it, right? So what I'm offering here today isn't just a once and done. <laughs> it's a way of life. So I invite you to incorporate this into your life as part of your everyday experience, as part of a practice that you, you use on a daily basis in your life. So before I tell you exactly uh, how, you know, how do you get started uh, using LoveSight, um, or how to access love site, I want to offer you just a little bit more on the benefits, right? Because it's always good to know why. Like, why would we put effort into this? Our brain sometimes is less motivated to do things when it doesn't understand w- what we're going to get out of it. So what you're going to get out of this is <laughs> an immediate, you know, this can often, what I'm going to offer you or using love site oftentimes allows you an immediate sense of kind of intimacy and warmth towards this partner you've you've chosen to spend your life with, right? It allows you to access your love for him and really to touch into your own heart, right? Just that, that alone is a good enough reason to start doing this. Like we sensitive women love feeling our hearts open and full of love. It's so healthy for us. It's so nourishing for us. It just feels so good when we're truly tapping into feeling love for others. And if you missed the episode, Love is the Reward, it's a must listen. It's such a good episode uh, and it's just such important understanding. So go listen to Love is the Reward, um, maybe episode 13 or 14, something like that. Um, so when we're feeling love and warmth towards our partner, when we're seeing, when we're using love sight, it really allows us to be who we want to be in our relationship. Like none of us want to be the negative Nancy who show, you know, like that part of us who sometimes shows up. Like most of us don't feel good about that. Most of us feel kind of crappy about that. Not that you should. 
I wouldn't argue ever that you should feel bad about those human parts of us and negative parts that show up. But really, like we don't want to live out of that place, right? None of us want to walk around feeling bad about how we are and who we are. We want to feel good about how we show up in our relationship and feeling loving and using love sight um, help us feel so good about who we are and how we are in this most important relationship in our lives. All right. Another benefit to using love sight is that it warms us up to naturally express and like show our fondness and appreciation for our partner, um, which is like truly a deeply healing bomb, bomb like a like a cream, like a healing cream, right? For a relationship that's been hard. Um, and even a relationship that's not hard. It's like the the glue that holds it together, right? Being able to share our fondness and appreciation with this person we love. Um, and it will really like gently wash away and heal old hurts from harsher ways you may have behaved towards your partner unintentionally, right? I know I have unintentionally not been who I really want to be at moments, right? And um, feeling love for my partner has allowed me to naturally, you know, apologize or appreciate and love on my partner, which helps him feel so much so good right heals some of the hurt that i may have unintentionally inflicted on him um so it's so powerful in that way and i'm going to tell you more about this next time and again i'm not saying you should be appreciating your partner at the moment literally we're just we're just wanting to start steering the ship in the direction of feeling appreciation of him today so, of course, there's so many more benefits to using Love Sight, but let's just get started. Um, let's get you started experiencing it so you can see them for yourselves. And before I dive in, quick side note, I want to make sure you stick around to the announcement that I'm sharing at the end of this episode. I'm super excited to be offering you something super fun that's going to support you in all this. So be sure to stick around and listen to my exciting announcement. All right, using love sight, putting those love sight glasses on. <laughs> How I'm going to help you do this is once again by asking you to answer some powerful questions. Questions are amazing. They're super powerful for the brain. They can totally shift our experience and our focus. Um, so that's what we're going to do once again today. I'm going to offer you quite a few different questions and I advise you once again to use a journal to answer them instead of just doing them in your mind. It really helps our human brain to kind of focus and more thoroughly pay attention to the questions at hand and answer them um, than if we're like just trying to answer them while we're taking a walk or driving a car. So I advise it. You can answer this in your head. Um, Works better on paper for most of us. Um, And I you know, answer all of the questions or just some of the questions. I advise answering at least two or more. So here they are. The first question is, what do you like about your partner? Your answers can be made up of like the tiniest little things like his smell, his attention to his appearance. Um, how he's cute and he always loves to add like a little sprinkle of herbs to his eggs in the morning. I don't know. They can be the tiniest little things, right? Nothing's too small to admire about him. Hey, next question. What qualities do you like about him? So by qualities, I mean things like composed, 
goofy, intelligent, motivated, loyal, responsible, thoughtful, upbeat, confident, steady, generous, sweet, all those things, right? There's a, there's a, a so many qualities. So think up some ones um, that your partner embodies and make a good size list of them. All right. What things does he do for the family that you appreciate? How is he a good friend to you? Now, be cautious. <laughs> I think I said this in the last episode. Our mind loves to kind of be like, oh, well, he isn't. <laughs> That's flaw sight rearing its head again, right? That's the negativity bias. Be stronger than that. Just if that comes up, that's okay. Just notice and then be like, oh, no, actually, that's not the question. How is he a good friend to you, right? Not how is he not. (laughs) Our minds are so tricky like that, right? So steer it back to the positive. All right. How is he responsible? How is he kind and caring? It's a good one. One of my clients thought her partner wasn't so kind and caring. She couldn't see it. And then she asked herself this question, and lo and behold, she saw he was stacking the firewood. He was fixing her computer like the bug that got it. He was cooking for her. He was being kind and caring, (laughs) right? Wow. How had she missed that? It's just normal. We miss it until we turn our attention in a different direction. And so she had just sort of, she had to like tune her dial, right? To see he was kind and caring and that helped her feel cared for as well as ad- admiration for him. All right, so I'm gonna offer you two more questions. I, these, there's a ton of different questions you can ask yourself. These are just to kind of prime the pump and they're plenty for you to focus on for now. These are two of my favorite ones. So feel free to really go dive into these ones. How is it true that no one can hold a candle to your partner? Hmm. How is that true? And the last question, if he were gone, what about his essential goodness would I remember most? Hmm. I think this is a beautiful question. It can be stir up a little bit of tenderness and maybe even a little pain, but to go to the end of our lives, right? Or the end of our partner's life and imagine if he was gone, how would you think about him then? What of his goodness would be most forefront in your mind, in your heart? All right. So once you answer some of these questions, or all of them, I want you to really slow down. Don't rush through this process, but slow down, especially on this part, and notice how you feel. How does your body feel? to be noticing these things that you can appreciate about him? How does your heart feel? Do you feel better? Do you feel more open, more light, more encouraged? And if not, that's fine. And and if not, I highly, again, invite you or encourage you to 
revisit last week's episode. It's the it's it may just be that you need to there's too much hurt, too much anger, too much resentment there um, in you and in your relationship. You might just need to take some babier steps. So last week's the first baby step. So it's like a bridge to today from a place of more hurt and resentment. So go back and listen to that episode if this wasn't working for you yet. Eventually this will work for you. Um, but either way, I want to leave you with this invitation to start spending more time in your mind admiring and thinking about these things about what's good about your husband right spend more time than you ever have before spend more time than you let your brain go to flossite and the negative right just spend time you don't have to do anything differently outwardly yet just drench yourself in what you like and even love about him. And sometimes just know that it, it may take some time to start really seeing and feeling the shifts with this, but just stay with it. Make it your primary focus for this whole week and even beyond if you'd like to. It's so powerful. It's such a beautiful gift to yourself to do this. Um, so yeah, stick with it. And next week, we're going to talk about um, how to start really inspiring her, him or inviting him to start doing more of the things you love without manipulation, right? Just gentle invitation. <laughs> and it's probably not how you think. It totally relates today in a big way. Um, so look forward to that. Come back. Check out next week's episode. And before you go, I want to share my exciting invitation with you. So, so many women that I talk to feel disconnected from their partner a lot. Like they feel like they're in power struggles with him or they're disappointed in the quality of emotional intimacy um, and connection that they feel. Right? And of course, this breaks my heart and it's my mission to change this. Um, but if you too don't feel as close to your partner as you want to, here's the good news. I as you've been hearing in this episode, have learned to create so much closeness and connection with my man on purpose. And of course, you can learn to do that too. And it doesn't take days, it can take just moments. And I want to give you some even bigger keys to doing so than I just offered today for free. I officially invite you to join me in the Closer to Your Husband in 7 Days Challenge, which is starting Monday, April 5th for that whole week. And by participating, you can ultimately look forward to feeling like you're really on the same team with your husband in this life, right? And feeling more warm, loving glances between the two of you, feeling having more time snuggling and, and, and experiencing affectionate touch with each other, and ultimately just a sense of really enjoying each other as you are, and even an upswell of romance again. When I ran this challenge last year, those are the things that people reported and they were kind of mind blown. <laughs> so I want you to join us to sign up. And again, it's totally free. You can go to lifeisworthloving.com forward slash closer in seven days. That's all spelled out closer in seven days. Capital, uh, not, no capital letters. Um, or you can just go to the link in the show notes and join us. So I'll give you all the details um, 
at that link. And I look forward to seeing you there. In the meantime, answer these questions to help you put on those glasses of love sight and be oh so well.